What's up, good people? This is Working Title, presented by Soul. We are your hosts. I am Nick. And I'm Robbie. Today, we are going to touch upon the topic of feminine privilege. So last time, we talked about masculinity and just deconstructed um, the norm and the culture of it. Today, we're going to talk about uh, femininity. So while I was doing a little um, research, I had stumbled across um, a sociologist um, from Australia named Raywin Connell, who's actually um, noted as a transsexual. And she talked about not only the theory of masculinity in regards to just the male aspect, but also what femininity is. And she just said that it's constructed through patriarchal ideas and that it's always set up as inferior to men. So thinking about that, it sounds like, yup, yup, that's right, that's right. But then today we're going to touch upon like the different side of it and just discuss like how feminine presenting women, feminine presenting lesbians, they have some privileges that us that are more uh, masculine presenting don't have. So Robbie, give me your hypothesis on what are like the top five areas that feminine women have privilege. Um, so I would say my top five for, um, privileges that we have as, um, feminine presenting women, number one would be passing. So being the ability to pass a straight. So no one really questions us. No one just off of how we present ourselves just face to face. People don't question our sexuality. They automatically assume that we are heterosexual and that can work to our advantage. It can also be annoying because, you know, we don't want to keep having to explain ourselves, especially especially to straight men. But um, it is a privilege because um, we, if we're in a situation like a workplace or a church per se or, or something like that where um, homosexuality is frowned upon or people are being ostracized or it's just a, a situation where you're not comfortable with discussing it or you may not be completely out, whatever your situation is. As a feminine presenting woman, you have the ability to kind of fly under the radar and um, not really, it's not living a double life, but it's, it's more or less just um, being able to not have your sexuality be the first thing that people think hmm. about when they see you. Um, right, right, right. So what's number two? Number two for me would be finances. So we touched on this a little bit with um, the first episode as far as um, if a feminine and a masculine presenting woman go out on a date, who is expected to pay? And it's kind of like an unspoken bias in our society um, that has permeated the LGBT community. And it's just that um, masculine presenting women are expected to pay for dates, um, buy drinks, stuff like that. And um, it's a very, it's a privilege that we have because um, when we actually take it upon ourselves as feminine presenting women to um, take the lead in paying something, we're kind of looked at as like a unicorn, like, oh, damn, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, she really got me. Whereas it's. For a masculine presenting woman to pull out her card to pay for something, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, we can just, when the check comes, we can go to the bathroom and fix our makeup. Like, you know what I mean? And, and <laughs> Where you're going. <laughs> right. Yeah, no one's going to say like, oh, yeah, what are we going to do about this? I mean, it may 
come up, but for the most part, it's not really something that is expected of us. And that also goes um, within like the household. Like, so if you've ever moved in with a significant other or, um, you know, just had, had to share bills or whatnot, it's, it's just an unspoken rule that we take on the heteronormative um, man takes care of the bills and the woman takes care of the household. And um, I mean, I, I have experienced that. Uh, but haven't you had other experiences opposite of that? I have, actually. Right. <laughs> I feel like you've had more of the opposite. I've had, I, I've only lived <laughs> nah, with, nah, nah. <laughs> no, I've, I don't want to relive that's triggering <laughs> to me. But um, I've only lived with one other person and, um, yeah, it was not a really good experience financially. Um, <laughs> All right, we're going to go on to the next. She's getting a little, she's starting to sweat over here. No. <laughs> so what's your, what's your next one? <laughs> My next one would be uh, number three. It would be uh, having children. So yeah. we have, as feminine presenting women, we have the privilege of um, making the decision to have children, like give birth to children. And um, I think it's also another uh, layer to that, not only to give birth to children, but to also already have had children. Yes. Yeah. So. So just starting with having children and being pregnant. So if mm-hmm. you were to see a feminine presenting woman pregnant, it would be like, oh, when's the baby due? If you see someone who is more masculine presenting and they have a pregnant stomach, people are looking like. What is that? You know what I mean? And they got that beam out going down. Like, you can't even trust these dykes around your man. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, why is that? You're, it's still a woman having a child, which is a beautiful thing. So why isn't it celebrated as much um, with a feminine presenting, uh, with a masculine presenting woman as it is with a feminine presenting woman? And um, it's something that it goes on in the, in the LGBT community as well. Yeah. And um, it leaves some people that I've spoken to. Mm, so hold on. Mm-hmm. So that that takes me to the other point of also having a preference on who you date and who you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Feminine women, if you're attracted to other feminine women, it's like, okay, cool. Feminine women, if you're attracted to masculine presenting women, it's like, cool. But if masculine women are attracted to other masculine women, yeah. they're like, Oh, what is this shit? This shit is weird. Right. You know, so I feel like that's a privilege as well. Like your dating preference, like who you're attracted to. We could date whoever we want, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So what's your next one? My next one would be uh, touching. Mm. So feminine presenting women have the privilege of um, maybe grabbing or touching while like if we're talking to somebody we can touch and i I feel violated (laughs) we can like touch and um maybe not even in a sexual way right 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 but masculine presenting women it's more feminine women are allowed to share closeness yeah and if a masculine presenting woman has that type of closeness with the feminine presenting woman it's or even the masculine presenting woman it's like, right. like y'all fuck up. it yeah it's like backup or like yeah. you know yeah. being my space sort of thing um hmm. and it, it reminds me of being in like a straight club and as a feminine woman you're walking through the crowd and like guys love to grab your arm like sure. come in shorty like 
men love to grab. <laughs> and so, but women, we love to grab too. So, but we're, it's, it's taken a lot differently when we do it. Mm-hmm. It's taken more as like a compliment or like a, you know, she's interested sort of thing. Whereas with a masculine presenting woman, it's, it's sometimes taken um, as a threat. As a threat. Yeah. And, um, my fifth, my to round out the top five, it would be aggression. So we just have the ability to get away with being aggressive and expressing ourselves more in anger. Yeah, in anger and more loudly. We get a pass, uh, more of a pass than a masculine presenting woman because. Um, people automatically feel threatened by masculinity. So no matter how short or petite or however that masculine presenting woman is built, they will always be seen as a threat as compared to um, a feminine presenting mm-hmm. woman. Because so, for instance, if there was like some type of fight going down and it was a masculine presenting woman and a and a feminine presenting woman. Nine times out of ten, the cops are gonna go over to the masculine presenting woman, and like, even if they're the same size, same build, same height, they're gonna go over to the one with the you know baggy jeans or whatever before they're gonna go over to the one who's even if the female, the feminine presenting one is the aggressor, and that's just a privilege that we have. It's just, it goes the same way with heterosexual mm-hmm. couples. If a man and a woman is fighting, cops are called, or not even cops, just anyone is called to break it up. They're gonna go and pull the man away first, right? And so um, that's a privilege that we have. We are able to elevate and get escalate and get to a higher level of aggressiveness than a masculine presenting woman is um, because of how we present. And um, it just shows how the whole what the sociologist said about um, the construct being um, to make the feminine is always set up as inferior to men. Yeah, being inferior, it kind of gives us a little bit of a we get to we get to ride that out a little bit, we get mm-hmm. a little upper hand when it comes to that. Um, and so it's like that inferiority is kind of like a crutch. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a crutch, but then it's it's also affects it. It allows us to be as feminine women, feminine presenting women, it allows us to be. Um, it allows us to be less aware. We have the privilege of not being as aware as masculine presenting women when it comes to certain Is things. Is that a privilege? I think it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be a little bit um, not as, oh, what's the word? When it comes to your sexuality. When it comes to sexuality and when it comes to dealing with others. Like, I, we have to, in dealing with your sexuality. I can see if just walking in the world as a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree because I feel like, like for instance, um, there was an example going around the web, and the sister was asking this black man, like, if you see a cop car, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. If you see their lights come on, once they pull you over, mm-hmm. how do you feel? You know, they they feel um, sometimes a little angry, but fear. Yeah. Comes up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine how a woman feels when she's at a bar full of men or she's walking down the street right. and she sees a group, a group of, of men, men. <laughs> yeah. right? Um, after she's been like 
hey, hey, shorty, let me talk to you. And she's like, no, nah, I'm cool. Well, fuck you then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If that happened just once. Yeah. You know, imagine the, the thoughts that replay and how she's triggered mm-hmm. just when she sees the sight of something that looks similar. Right. So I don't necessarily think that um, in society set up of just femininity in itself that is set up as a privilege. However, I do think in our subculture that we use it as a it is a privilege, right, right, and and I think it's a privilege because we broke it down in two different ways: the way we move through the world and how we how we're able who we're able to date. That's a privilege that we have, and also yeah. I think with masculine presenting women, I feel I don't know you could disagree, but I feel like you guys have to think be more cognizant of the things that you're doing and how it comes off. No, I feel you. Um, Because there are times where I have to watch my tone, um, the way I say something. Um, I was just at a job the other day, and they were like, hey, can you call that student? And I said the name. They was like, oh, you put some bass in your voice. But literally, I just called called his name, (laughs) you know? Um, So the good thing is, like, I'm familiar over there. But if I were probably at a place where they didn't, they'd probably be like, oh, she's aggressive. You know what I mean? Um, They would probably assume that I was angry, right? So I do think that there are times where I'm vigilant of how I may be coming across and how I'm presenting myself. However, I will say that I don't give a shit, you know? Like, as long as I'm being respectful, I'm allowed to be upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm allowed to be angry. Um, I'm allowed to be assertive. I'm allowed to speak up. I'm allowed to ask questions. So that permission is not given to anybody else. Uh, however, I am very aware when dealing with people socially that the message can get misconstrued if it is done in a different tone, a different volume, um, and with a different disposition. So I do check all of that, and I do think a lot of that has to do with the masculine energy that I have. Mm. So I, I, I agree. Um, however, personally, I'm not affected by it like that. And I do think that the whole example of um, a woman walking past a group of men and feeling anxiety and like feeling like, oh, my God, they're about to say something or whatever. Masculine presenting women, I believe, are approach the same way so if it's like a group of or even like one or two masculine presenting women and a feminine woman walks by we kind of automatically think oh she looking at me or she you know what I mean or she probably I don't know maybe that's being vain but you automatically think that they are thinking like a man and Hmm. that's just in my that's just in my mind well I, I do think that heterosexual women feel that way about masculine presenting lesbians because I know mm-hmm. if I walk down the street, I have seen a few stairs, or not stairs, but people have turned their heads and like, ugh, let me move over, because they mm-hmm. somehow think that I'm gonna grab them by the pussy, right? <laughs> and it's like I'm, I don't even care. Like you could be cute, she could be cute, yeah. but it's it's so much deeper that I don't care. So Everyone has a type, so it, it's not even about a type. Like I need to know if you can read a book. Like just because you cute don't mean I'm trying to jump up on that. Like yeah. I'm good, you know. So I have noticed that. Some um, straight women, when they see masculine presenting men, I mean, women, they do expect them to act like men, like you said. Mm -hmm. And it is very self-centered. And that's where I think, like, what you talk about the passing, feminine presenting women, they have a privilege of not being um, typecast. Yeah. 
you know, into this, this is what they do, this is how they are, um, when actually it's kind of like the other way around. Like, you'll find the, the quote-unquote straight feminine women that will try to jump your bones all the time and be around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, sis, chill. And if it were the other way around, the masculine uh, presenting woman would be considered like a whole creep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, but the fem, the feminine one presenting woman, she's just considered like a freak. Right. It's like, one is like, oh. Celebrated. She, yeah, she's just a little freaky. And the other one's like, she crazy as shit. Like, yeah. you know, like she, she be drawn. Like, it's just, it's so much more looked at as like some predator type stuff. Yeah, so th- that would that would definitely be my top five, and even if, and even though these privileges do come with being a feminine presenting woman, um, there are times when it may not even be like the treatment that you receive may not even be favorable, but it will be more favorable than the treatment that a masculine presenting woman would. Receive. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, it may be because you're black, you know. It may be yeah. because you're just a woman, right? Right. So it's it's subpar in some way. However, it is a privilege in our subculture of lesbians. And it's, there's also there's also levels to it as well. Um, I believe we were talking about it yesterday about if if you are a masculine presenting woman who is who has feet like not features but her face looks more like a woman or like right, right, right. looks more feminine, they will be treated a bit yeah, less a privilege. Yeah, there's a pretty privilege. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a pretty privilege. Um, I think everybody in the world knows that. Yeah. Like it's easier to get along in the world maneuver mm-hmm. um, when you're easy on the eyes. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise you got to say like they have a nice personality. You got to go deeper, you know, <laughs> but people automatically accept you kind of on the surface if you're, well put together, well groomed, um, and you have some type of pretty or beauty aesthetic going on. So I definitely think it's a privilege with that, too. And it doesn't always have to be like a woman that's feminine presenting. But they could just be nice looking. Would you agree? Or you feel like they got to have more feminine features in the face? What, a feminine presenting woman? Like a normally masculine presenting woman. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like she has a past because she's nice looking, well groomed, right? Mm-hmm. Or she has pretty features, which pretty I think features. is different. Okay. Yeah, because when we think of all these conversations that, well, m- most of them, when it, the top two, when it comes to feminine privilege and masculinity, a lot of these constructs that, constructs that we have in our society and in the LGBT community are based off of the ideas of um, heterosexual men, right? right? White men. Right. So when we think about what the privileges are, we're really thinking about the privileges in a world run by men. So, and when it boils down to it, if you have um, a masculine presenting woman who is uh, more masculine than another or um, is prettier in the face than another masculine presenting woman, she will receive different treatment um i feel from my experience i've experienced where men are straight men are more aggressive with masculine women who are um who are uh, what's like what much like 
if there's so say for instance you have two masculine women you have one who's pretty who has maybe long hair still dresses you know with baggy clothes or whatever and then you have another one who probably has a fade or something mm-hmm. and maybe her face is more strong or like mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're going to be treated differently um by straight men mm-hmm. just because of the other one is prettier than the other. Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? I, and I, it's so funny that you say that because I definitely agree. And sometimes I would like to be the one with the fade. Leave <laughs> me the fuck alone. Right. Like real shit though. Because yeah. it's like you trying to be cool with bulls and it's just like, uh, but you you might be like a creep on yeah, the low. Yeah, really trying to get You know, down. they know about you. They may have even met your girl before. Or they just know, right? And you haven't shown any interest, but because you're comfortable around them in a sense, like you could talk to them, you don't be like, get away from me. Yeah. They think like, oh, it's a chance. And it's right. like, that shit is annoying. And it's creepy as hell. Like, just just stay away. Yeah. So sometimes, um, I like, I get offended. When a guy comes on to you. No, if somebody classifies me as pretty. Like, if somebody no. says it to me, it doesn't make me like, oh, thank you. Like, yeah. I don't feel like that. Yeah. And and that has been for forever. Like, I've never felt like that was ever something I wanted to hear. Because to me, it always sounded so condescending. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like when you were uh, buying your bag the other day. Mm-hmm. And the um, sales clerk was like, I hate when people call them purses. Like, uh, so it sounds so chauvinistic. Yeah. It's a bag. You know, so... Being cute, being sexy, you know what I'm saying? Being fly, like, that's all cool with me. Um, being pretty has never been, like, a, a thing I really wanted to hear. It just it just sounds so minimizing and so, like, um, commercial yeah, and superficial. And it's just like, mm, it just sounds like somebody is, like, uh, making you a commodity. So, uh, we have a caller on the line. We have Kat. She's going to uh, share with us how she experiences feminine privilege. She is a feminine presenting lesbian. And so let's uh, get to that interview real quick. Hi, my name is Catherine Scott, um, also known as Kat. Um, I reside in St. Petersburg, Florida. I am 22. I realized I was <laughs> gay or was interested in women. I didn't have to tell anybody. You know, like, you know, I didn't change appearance at all or anything. Um, when I started going out with my current girlfriend, we, um, you know, I, there was no one knew that we were even in a relationship unless it was really up to me, you know, to just verbally or um, to put it on Facebook or something like that, you know? So um, nobody knew that I liked girls unless I told them. No, nobody can look at me and say, oh, she's a lesbian. As far as like being professional, like it's pretty easy until you have to talk about home. And, you know, people talking about what's on Facebook or what they're doing with their family and stuff like that. And people asking you if you have kids and stuff. It's just because they think you're with a man or even with me getting um, proposed to. She she proposed to me like uh, Christmas. I just started at my job. And so people thinking that, I'm with a man or I have a husband or, or a, a, a male fiance. And so in interviewing Kat, I realized that there are similarities between um, how she experiences her feminine privilege and how I experience it. Because there, even though she's in her 20s and I'm in my 30s, it goes to show you that feminine privilege just um, crosses all age um, gaps in the community 
and that um, the experiences that we have with our privilege may be similar or the same because of how people see us and how they interact with us because of our presentation as opposed to our partners or um, others who are not. So if you are feminine presenting, then that pretty much dictates how people in the community and outside of the LGBT community uh, approach you, how they treat you, how they respond to you, and the assumptions that they make about you, your personal life, um, your relationships, etc. And um, so I feel I think that's interesting. That's an interesting point for um, everyone to take note of. Just like all of this that we're talking about, um, masculinity, femininity, um, it all has this uh, double-edged sword with it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we're talking about it because even us standing in the skin, um, we get to experience both sides of it. When we think of privilege, let's think of it in terms of white privilege and what are the things that we want white people to understand about their privilege. Um, we want them to understand and recognize that they have privilege, that's number one, and we want them to be aware and not use their privilege to abuse others. And so if we think of it in those terms, just um, switch it to feminine privilege, and it's the same thing. We, you want, if you are a feminine-presenting lesbian, you want to recognize that you do have privilege because of how you present. You have privilege over the partner that, that you choose, whether if, you're, if your partner is masculine-presenting, you have privileges that they do not. So you want to recognize those privileges, and you want to make sure that you're not abusing them and um, be aware in every possible situation um, of how you may be using your privilege um, to negatively impact those around you. For instance, um, if you're in the workplace and someone makes a comment, um, a homophobic comment, and they think that they're around a bunch of straight people, but they're not, you can speak up and say, I mean, that goes for people who are, who are in the LGBT com- community and people who are not. You should still speak up. But um, as feminine presenting women, we have the ability to just blend in and not say anything if we don't want anyone to know. Whereas a masculine presenting woman, those comments probably um, wouldn't be made the same way because people would just automatically assume that you're gay. And so um, for feminine presenting women, we, we have to realize that we do have our privilege and we have to realize that that privilege can sometimes, many times, impact our partner. It can impact um, the people that we're around, and we have to uh, just make sure that we're not abusing it. Thank you for tuning into Working Title, brought to you by Soul, connecting, educating, and inspiring the Black LGBT community. Join us for the next segment on dating violence. This is Nick and Robbie signing, signing out. out.